Welcome to the Monkey House. It's me here in the year 2024. And I'm about to be in Sydney and Brisbane. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May. Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May doing my show, Drier Drier, at the respective comedy festivals in those cities. But I'm also, uh, while I'm up there, I figured I had a couple of days to kill. So I'm doing a Who Knew It With Matt Stewart on Monday the 13th of May at the Chippendale Hotel and in Brisbane at Good Chat Comedy on the 14th of May. And you can get tickets for all of that. Now, go to mattstewartcomedy.com for the links. mattstewartcomedy.com. Now, on with the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, mates, it's Matt Stewart here. How's it going? I am uh, just chatting to you quickly before we get into the episode, the 100th episode and the last episode before we go on an indefinite hiatus. Uh, this episode was recorded a few weeks ago, so I can't remember exactly what I say in the episode, but I would, uh, so hopefully not repeating myself, but, um, yeah, I'd love to say thank you so much for everyone who, uh, listen to this silly bloody show, uh, really means a lot. Um, I think of all the podcasts I do, Primate listeners are my favorite listeners. You're all the best and I love you a lot. And I thank you so much, um, for all your support. If you want to catch me, I'm still doing heaps of podcasts every week. Um, Do Go On, which is like a comedy history podcast. Uh, This week's episode was about legendary musician Chuck Berry, but uh, episodes are about random topics. Every week could be something very different. Uh, Sometimes they're about killers. Sometimes they're about Bigfoots. Sometimes they're about uh, jail escapes. You know, it could be all sorts of things. Anyway, that's a real fun show that comes out every week. and There's almost 250 episodes of that out. Uh, do another show called Listen Now, which is a, a music history. Or no, it's sort of like a, we go through different albums each week, and that's going to be coming back for the second season soon. We're going to be going through different albums every week from different bands from around the world, I'd say. It's going to be voted on by the listeners, so uh, it's you who decides uh, what albums we actually talk about. Uh, and then I did another episode, uh, another podcast with Nick Kappa. It's called On the Road Again with Nick Kappa. And Matt Stewart, or Matt Stewart and Nick Capper, I think. And that's like, uh, it was a bit of a road trip podcast, eight episodes when we went on a, a little stand-up tour through country New South Wales last year. I'll have links to all that in the show notes anyway. Um, anything else I need to tell you? I'm not sure. Oh, well, this uh, episode is a condensed version of the live stream. Uh, the live stream, I think, went for about two and a half hours and in- included a bunch of different cameos, including... Dave Warnicky was on for the first chunk in the studio and we uh, had uh, videos from a heap of different guests, uh, all previous guests of the show and one special guest who'd never been on the show to finish it off. Um, and none of that's in this audio version, but you can still get tickets and watch that at saucepresents.com. Again, there'll be a link in the show notes. But the episode you're about to listen to, I think it was a real great time. Uh, we finally got to... One of the great auteur Robert Vince's masterpieces, arguably. Well, that's what I thought going in. You'll hear our thoughts on it after we watch it. Um, uh, it was called Spy Mate, uh, and we go right through it. And Andy Matthews tears it apart. So 
I think you'll really enjoy this episode. Uh, hopefully you do. And yes, thanks again for listening. Um, and hopefully we'll see you again someday. Follow us on social medias and all that sort of stuff and stay in touch. Uh, love you all. Now on with the show. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we explore primates and popular culture from Chimpan A to Chimpan Z. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and I'm joined by the sometimes official second banana of the show. It's the host of the Gummy Gum Gum Show, Evan Munro-Smith. Thanks for having me. Um, the Gummy Gummy Gum Show obviously being about false teeth. Yes. No, it would not be about, it'd be the, about the opposite of that. The lack of false teeth. Anyway, also on the show, uh, we have, it was back in the monkey house. You're on the first episode, Correct. technically the second. Yeah. Uh, you've also <laughs> been on multiple episodes since. Uh, it's comedian and some sort of scientist, Andy Matthews. You know, the reality, the, the fact that you refer to it as technically the second episode ha- is something that has grated at me continuously across the, the previous few years. Why right. is it technically the second? Well, I, I don't think we should talk about it. Okay. Because I can't even remember why. I think that's what he wants. I think he's trying to get me angry because he knows he knows that it's good content when I get a little bit fired up for a Vince episode, and yeah. so he comes in with this kind of baiting stuff here early yeah. on. And I'll let him lose. Yeah, come on, hold me back. I'm like King Kong, strapped to that stage. Yeah. Uh, oh, I see. You yeah. know, the chains um, yeah. straining I'm against taking my... photos of mm. flash photography. Exactly. Mm. Those exactly. bulbs popping off. <laughs> Jeez, they always, whenever they portray that, it is full on. Mm, I would yeah. hate that too, the way they show it. Mm, the paparazzi. Those paps. And mm-hmm. they, it's like every time a globe explodes. Yeah. yeah. They had to do it in the past. It feels very wasteful. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Hopefully they can figure out a better way with flash technology. <laughs> One day. Um, so, Andy, as mm-hmm. you probably do know, um, not only is this the 100th and last episode before we go finally on. finally arrived at Chimpanzee. Hi, Apis. That's right. This is Chimpanzee. Um, uh, Evan Munro-Smith's favourite primate mm. of all time is Andy from mm. Toy Story. Mm. Do you have any suggestions of primates that are even better than Andy from Toy Story? Wow. I mean, uh, it's great to be here for the the death of a, of a running joke <laughs> that... Um, has its origins in, I think, at least three or four different shows yeah. <laughs> that sort of came together as a, a hideous monster that nobody really seemed to enjoy but <laughs> has been kept alive through the sheer bloody-mindedness of Matt Stewart. Yeah, and that's, I think, you know, in a way, what a, what a better encapsulation <laughs> of the entire project. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> You know, I mean, you know, it feels appropriate for the final episode that I would say Matt Stewart, obviously. Oh. Um, but I'm not going to oh. um, because that would be pandering. Yeah. Um, and so I'd like to suggest... Pandas aren't primates. Uh, indeed, indeed. Uh, it, but so many things are. Mm. And, you know, like that's the one thing that this podcast has taught me is that there are so many primates. Yeah. Unbelievable amount. My eyes have been open wide. I thought apes and monkeys were it. Yeah. I thought 
all right, there's a couple well, of kinds of apes and probably then a couple of kinds of monkeys. So, to be honest, I didn't even, I wouldn't have thought that primate, uh, that monkeys would be included in primates. Right. Oh, I like that there are different. Are there any monkeys that aren't primates? No, I think all monkeys are primates. All monkeys are primates, all apes are primates. Yeah. And I think all, all, cutie pies all land primates. mammals are primates and I think all multicellular organisms yeah. are also primates. And uh, all cells are, are primates. Cells are primates. Water's things primate, that... air's, we're breathing primate mm. right now. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Is light, is, is, is a photon yeah. of light, is that considered a primate? If you zoom in far enough. Yeah, right. You can... Um... <laughs> it's going like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, Quite yeah. a broad premise uh, for the show That's then. The, uh, the wave particle primate triality of light that they uh, refer to. Yep, that's a joke that I imagine is real <laughs> clever. It could be gibberish. And he knows that. He knows it could be gibberish and we have to laugh. Uh, I'm going to suggest that my favourite primate is the Piltdown Man. The Piltdown Man. What oh. is that? Well, and I, thought this I reckon might, you'll like this This might get your attention. It's a man. It's a man, exactly. Or is it? See, the Piltdown Man is a, is a hoax primate that was the, uh, a fake missing oh. link. Uh, in between humans and monkeys, discovered okay. in the 1920s in England. And I thought, what Evan might like about this is that it's a construct, okay. much like and even Toy Story. It's, it's an individual, which you like. It's, it's not real, okay. which you like. You dwell in a fantasy <laughs> land to escape the nightmare reality in which you find yourself trapped. Yes, and okay. I think that the Piltdown Man, uh, it was a... It was put there. It was put there as a hoax, buried in some gravel by some guys who pretended to find it, and they had the skull from somebody, yeah, and right. uh, the the jawbone from an orangutan, and they just painted it orange, and then all scientists believed it for something like thirty years, wow. and it massively led astray all our study of the history of um, you know human evolution. Amazing. And uh, one thing that they, and one thing that they found alongside it was a. Um, a fossilized, uh, what they refer to as a fossilized cricket bat. And <laughs> what? it was actually a fake thing carved from a bit of elephant bone. But, uh -huh. you know, people thought that, well, this is an ancient Englishman. It makes sense that he would have played an ancient English form of cricket. So, and okay. Andy from Toy Story also played with things. So, you know, all the elements okay. coming together there. Um, isn't that amazing that only 100 years ago we were really stupid? Mm, mm. I mean, it's not that amazing. Yeah. I think we prove it all the time that we probably we, are we do. pretty yeah, stupid. Pretty consistent there. How did they fight? They did a scientific... That's amazing. 30 years, that's whole scientist careers were wasted. There was, there was one particular guy who dedicated his life to studying these fossils. And, um, and yeah. never, not one of those days did he say, did he go, hang on, is that an orangutan jaw with a human skull? Hasn't this just been, hasn't this just been dipped in with tea bags? Oh, Jeez. tea bags, that's the key. That's how you make things look old. That's how you make we things look old. It works, it works. It works for pirate maps and it works for um, pseudo humanoid fossil. When I was creations. younger, I watched this documentary about. Uh, this guy forged Hitler's diaries mm. and tea bags. He used to use tea stains, and he so he's writing it, and they're showing mm. like their montage of him mm. writing it, and he's got his tea, and he's yeah. got, and then he's showing it to um, people to authenticate. Yeah, and they see the tea marks. They go, oh, you can just see the age. You can yeah. imagine Hitler having a cup <laughs> of tea, and then somehow in this story, because this is based on a real story, but it was a dramatized mm. version of it. He, he somehow got them to authenticate one and then they used that to authenticate his next ones. 
So that way, really good. Going, yeah, you can see the. It's the got the same handwriting. <laughs> Amazing. And 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 Hitler's uh, telltale tea stains as well. <laughs> he's I don't know why he's just putting his cup right on the middle of his page as he's writing, but really good. And he's and he's drinking English breakfast. Yeah, you wouldn't have thought, would you? But there you go. He's drinking yeah out of a McDonald's mm. takeaway cup. With say. milk. Milk, I presume, he got from the Hitler dairies. Mm. I don't know about that. Is that a thing? No, well, it's a, it's a da- diary dairy joke, I suppose. But yeah. is that a field of comedy? Yeah, that is a field yeah, of comedy. Yeah, great. Um, letter swapping. What do you call that? Anagrams. Mm. Anagram Anagrams. comedy. Yes. Yep. Yes. Like, it's one of the highest forms of comedy. Indeed. I think, I can't help but feel that Evan, because he hasn't, Dismiss this out of hand. It's got yeah. to be a chance. And it's an incredible that, story. The, 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 I think the biggest ace up my sleeve is <laughs> the, the beautiful sense of closure that it would bring to this <laughs> podcast if I, if I did, you know, so. Finally yeah. Convince me. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, so even if not for um, real reasons, certainly for the reason of making it seem like something has come out of this. Right, right. Um, otherwise, this would all be for naught, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This so whole exercise. Um, come on. Come on. <laughs> are you feeling there any you pressure here? No, I'm feeling immense pressure. This is yeah, good. good. The stakes are high. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I just don't know if if if, if Andy could be usurped by a a, a hoax. Mm, yeah. Of, of Especially considering that I think you know part of this mythology that has been dropped along the way is that very early on Evan used to repeatedly correct people and say well he's not actually my favorite primate and yet by some sort of um you know almost like a form of mental torture you you've convinced him that it is like in the scene in Star Trek the Next Generation where that um Romulan torturer keeps telling Captain Picard yes, how there many are lights? five lights and he's saying no there aren't you know, and it's like that. And you've yeah. made him believe that his favorite. <laughs> he never liked. He never. That was never his favorite primate. Wait, Andy it? from Toy Story. What do you mean? But you see, you've convinced yourself as well. Mm. He did have a, a brain injury earlier today. Though. He did. He did. So, Evan, is, this isn't true what Andy's come in here to say. Andy's trying, he's doing this thing where he's trying to turn us against each other. And Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe you said it at first on your show, um, Gamey Gamey Game, the show about gamey mm. meats. Mm. And, <laughs> and it was, uh, you said, out of context, Andy from Toy Story is my favourite primate. And then mm. in part uh, that inspired you, you, you to come onto this show. Mm. Uh, to continue that crusade. Uh, no, but, you know, that's fine. Um. No, it, it's it, it, Andy was, uh, you know, I declared on Gamey Gamey Games. It was my uh, favourite Disney character. Yeah, Ipso mm. Facto. And when Ipso, mm. okay, and then... And Ipso then, Facto. Yeah. Ipso Facto. Mm. Mm. QED. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, Benny Vidi Vici. <laughs> what is uh, that? That's a, a Hives album. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but is it cheating anyway if it's multiple primates that you're proposing here anyway? It's not. This isn't Oh, this is some sort of a super single... primate. You're basically saying... You've created a primate that is the brain of a human and yeah. the mouth of an orangutan. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say whether or not and that... the cricket bat of an elephant. That is more valid than some sort of con- conglomeration of polygons <laughs> uh, dreamed up in some factory, okay. you know, under the, under the whip of Steve Walt. Jobs, probably. Yeah. Walt Disney, Steve John Jobs. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all in there. They're all bad people. 
Is that something that they've all got in common, allegedly? <laughs> mm. Allegedly, maybe. Well, seeing as the last episode, let's cancel a few people. Yeah, yeah great. <laughs> Get your cancelling pen out, Evan. Yeah. It is Andy, time. Andy from Toy Story being the progeny of three such despicable men mm. is himself therefore vile and abhorrent and, um, and to applaud him in this way uh, and hold him up as a, as, a, as, a, as a hero to young people. Evan, mm. who I know you look up to you, um, <laughs> is is a, is a low act. It's a low act. At best, disappointing. Yeah. Okay. At worst, criminally negligent. Mm. That's unlikely. That's pretty yeah. unlikely. And at pretty... middle, sort of, <laughs> yeah. you know, fine. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Which is better. It's somehow worse I don't know than how that lies there in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, more, it's a bell curve, this one. So. You're right. Um, it's a scientific term Andy mm, probably has heard mm-hmm, of. Mm-hmm. That a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like a bell. It does. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I know a thing or two. Mm. I was actually very good at maths until till year 11. Mm. What happened? Traumatic um, head injury. <laughs> about a few. About a few. <laughs> There's probably when I, I broke my nose, kick to kick at uh, lunchtime that day. Mm. I went in, I, I scored at the, so I just, I breezed through maths mm. to year 10. First test in year 11, scored 100%. The teacher came up to me afterwards and said, I didn't think you were paying any attention. Mm. And I'm sorry, yeah, mate, um, th- I can give you extra work or something if you're bored, that sort of stuff. Wow. Yeah. And then as the year went on, my next test, 97%, 88%, 60%. And I was just sort of flattened out to like a 50s and 60s, yeah. the rest. Jeez. And I was just like, oh, you, that's apparently my natural math talent lasted till very beginning of year 11. Yeah. And then that was, yeah. And then I became less than average maths, mm. yeah, mathematically. Wow. Mm. Interesting. To, it'll be interesting when we get into the um, the movie that we're about to discuss to compare that trajectory to the trajectory of the author, Robert Vince. Mm. Oh, his career, um, his film career. Yeah, because I, 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 think, I think there might be some parallels. Do you see it as a, a bell curve? Uh, several bell curves. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. We should get maybe get stuck into it. Yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to because I have notes. I have a lot to say. Oh, fantastic. I'm so glad you do because I, I really have no notes. Mm. I've got the introduction. Then I've got uh, I've got a note to remember to give it a score. Oh, yeah. And Good. then Patreon share. <laughs> well, I have six Good or notes. seven pages of, um, of wow. scrolling. That's so. great. Well, um, do you want me to kick it off maybe by uh, with the IMDb? Uh, synopsis? Yeah. Will that be giving too much away? Do you want to go through it bit by bit? How really extensive is the, the synopsis? Yeah, often they go into it too far. But well, historically, we do we do go through it um, bit by bit and we try, you know, for, yeah, let's for, do for, it. The, for the works of Robert Vince, because in a way, I think that they are difficult to convey in, you know, in, very often just in in writing. It's hard to yeah. summarise. It is, it yeah. is, yeah. And well, I imagine it was very 
challenging to script because of that. Yes. Um, but it is so much a mood. You know, how do you write down a mood? Yeah. Mm. I imagine that when he pitches these films, he just plays music and, and flashes lights on the walls and people sort of interpret that and say, oh, okay, it's going to feel like that. Mm. It's a mood board. Yeah. That is interesting to me that you think he pitches this. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that he's, some, like, he's just got a company who makes them and then yeah. he gets rid of them somehow. I think an alert goes off on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> and th th he looks at his phone and it says, day one of filming. <laughs> oh, God. And then he goes through some sort of a montage of getting ready, yep. um, making pancakes and spilling the batter everywhere. And then Putting two, on three short hours later, clothes. he's out on set um, trying to remember which end of the camera um, <laughs> you, you, you point at the other end. Maybe I should at least contextualise when it yeah, came please, out. Okay, please. so yeah. that's crucial. To uh, this film. The author Robert Vince has made <laughs> so many films. Um, <laughs> most famously, probably the Air Bud films. That was he was producer on that, and mm. that was a, an actual mainstream hit somehow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that really opened up a world for him. Um, mm. Since then, he's made films like Air Bud, Golden Receiver. Yes, uh, the Duke. Then the first one that came to our minds in mm. uh, 2000, just uh, prior to 9-11, um, the end of the pre-9-11 world, mm. Mm. Uh, he made MVP Most Valuable Primate. Yes. Uh, which was on the second technically episode. Yes. First, first episode, technically second. <laughs> uh, then he made another Air Bud, Air Bud 3. Then he made Most Vertical Primate, the follow-up. Yeah, and we should clarify that these are about chimps who uh, in the first film play ice hockey, in the second film play both ice hockey and skateboard and uh, carry on. Yeah, so the second one, which is all the advertising and marketing material is about it being a skateboarding chimp. Mm -hmm. I reckon, what, the last three minutes mm -hmm. he finds a skateboard? Yeah, yeah. I think he leaves the snow about an hour into the film. Yes. Anyway, um, then... So we've also gone on to 2004's MXP, Most Extreme Primate, but that has actually skipped over this one, Spymate, which came out between MVP2 oh, and that. MXP. Really? Yes. Okay. So um, that blows a lot of my theories right out of the water, <laughs> right out of the water straight away. Because of his career trajectory. Yeah, because I think this to me felt like a, a culmination of something that he'd been building up to for a long time. Mm. And, and because it's the first of, you know, of those films, this is the only one that doesn't involve as the concept a, a chimp that slides. Um, <laughs> it felt like a very different film. Yeah. Hang on. It's, it's a much more ambitious film. Mm. So MVP 1 slides on ice. ice skates. Yes. MVP 2... Slides on a skateboard. Skateboard and ice skate, yeah. MXP yeah. on a snowboard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never connected that. That's, yeah. That's, is that one of the keys to the I think I think what, what he realised was that he'd, he'd, he'd struck on something very interesting, that you take a chimp, which is a creature that's built for going up and down trees, and you make it go across. Right. And that is a, opens up a whole new world. Mm. Um, you know, it is like learning to travel through time, travel in another dimension. Mm. And time travel has been um, an endlessly, you know, um, 
fascinating and, 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 and potent film, uh, filmmaking field. Yes. And, you know, similarly, being able to travel in another dimension um, length uh, is, is just as, opens up just as many yeah, avenues for storytelling. Second axis. Yeah. So, yeah. And interestingly, his, his second primate feature is called Most Vertical Primate, when mm. really mm. it's, it's horizontal. horizontal. Yeah. Yeah, that Indeed. always confused me. <laughs> is that... Which we probably went into in depth. I'm sure <laughs> everything we say, we will have said endlessly. And so, something else that you pointed out to me um, on a previous episode is the writing team includes Robert Vince. Mm. And obviously this is scrawling on the paper. <laughs> writing, in the, we're using the, lo the loosest possible In the scene. car from waking up, getting the alarm. <laughs> oh, I've got a film to make and arriving on set. He's scrawled. He's calling, he, well, he, in between also in the car, he's got to call up um, and get and book some chimps. Oh, that's true. Yes. And that's why he calls Anne Vince. Possibly his wife, possibly his sister, possibly his daughter. Daughter. Possibly yeah. another aunt female relation. Uh, and there Anna are no um, aunt nephew filmmaking teams, as far as I'm aware. And I think I hope I hope that's what this represents. Oh, it could be. Yeah. Maybe it is. So Anne Vince, the aunt of Robert Vince, <laughs> yeah. and Anna McRoberts as mm. well is involved in this one. And I think that trio has been involved mm. uh, previously, and they, they've all worked on the on the Air Buddy films as well as the Primate. Yes. Uh, yeah, series. and I've, I, this film, watching this film was really interesting for me because I did realise a lot of things about Robert Vince and about the way he works and the way he makes films. And I think you can get a sense of it straight away from the opening shot of this film because the title sequence is that, a cl that classic clip of Air Bud shooting a hoop in a basket. Yes, mm. basketball. and does that not... I, I, I mentioned this to Evan um, prior to the episode, but when that plays, I get the same sort of sense of awe and wonder that it is a child seeing the Disney castle. This is the comparison that came to my mind as well, because what Disney tells you with that castle is you're about to enter a world of romance and fantasy, right? And what Vince tells you with that basketball shooting dog is you're about to see an animal do something yes and out of the ordinary out of the ordinary Not just something and i like to imagine an alternative universe where the airbud corporation vince's you know filmmaking empire is it takes the role that disney does now as the monolith in our world like i like to think that they that robert vince is is you know is sitting at the head of um you know pixar and um you know, Time Warner and, and, you know, Disney Plus, all of that is, is shaped according to his vision in some alternative world. And every film involves an animal doing something that you wouldn't expect it to do. I think this is great. And I think maybe it's, maybe it's not an alternative world. Maybe that's the future. It could be. You know, maybe be. we're still just at the point, we're at the Steamboat Mickey part of the Vince evolution. You know what? You're right. I hope, I hope, I hope you're right because I think that's the world I want to live in. I want to live in that world too. <laughs> and I, only, I only now hope that I live long enough to see it happen. But I also think that, and sorry to spend so much time on the ident, which doesn't even get us to the film. <laughs> we can show this. I, I think. We've pulled it up. Mm, here it is. And it is quite magical. Yes. Look at that. Because what it is is to me the dog shooting the basketball hoop is Robert Vince mm. because you look at him what's he doing he's doing something he's not supposed <laughs> to be doing he's 
He's a fish out of water. He's, but and it's not that he does it well. Mm, it's right. that he does it at all. Yeah, he does okay. it. It's a dog that shoots basketball hoops. Who cares how good he could possibly be? Mm. It's it's a man who I strongly suspect has never seen another film <laughs> outside of his own filmmaking empire. I think he's probably made more films than he's seen. <laughs> and and here he is making film after film after film with what appears to me to be ever-increasing budgets in defiance of, <laughs> of I, I think, probably fundamental thermodynamics. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, that goes against the law of entropy to me. How can something... How can, how can, how can he build these things from pure chaos with ongoing success? This can happen a lot, though, in the corporate world, right? Failing I, upwards. I, I, I suppose... <laughs> I suppose, but there are so many things stacked against him, mm. and yet it happens. Do you think maybe it's kind of like how he's only ever seen his own films? It's kind of like the Hitler, Hitler forger, who's based mm. the Hitler Did we talk diaries. about that in the podcast, or did we talk about either, that before the podcast? Either way. Yeah. <laughs> it rings true. I think this is a, a touchstone for anyone, whether sure. we've talked about it yeah. on the podcast yeah. or not. But the Hit, Hitler forger, he forged these... Diaries, then he based those forgeries off that, mm. those, and then people authenticated his new forgeries yes. off his original. Yes. I think that is much like the work of Robert Vince. You know what? You're, you're, you're absolutely right. And um, it's, it's the fact that you, I think once you've proven yourself as a man who can get an animal to do something that that animal isn't supposed to do, the next time somebody thinks of getting an animal to do something it's not supposed to do, they're going to think of you. Yeah, right. Mm. Okay, I've just looked up his discography for the first time ever. Discography? Yeah. I'm intrigued. <laughs> the whole other Album angle. one. The golden voice of Robert Vince. Filmography. The, ah. the, the discs, in this case, are DVDs. Ah, Direct yeah, right. to DVD. Direct to DVDography. <laughs> Direct to discography. So, before, so he, he'd made half a dozen films before Ed, Ed Budd as producer. Yeah. The third of which... Tomcat, Dangerous Desires, is an erotic thriller. What? Well, Are there cats in it? <laughs> <laughs> That's direct... what makes it so thrilling. And what are they doing video... that they're not supposed to do? Director video erotic thriller. Wow. Okay. Starring Richard Grecio and Miriam Diablo. I'm not so interested in whether or not there are cats in it as I am interested in whether or not there are uh, primates in it and whether that could be something that's worth getting the band back together for. <laughs> I think if there are more in uh, in his back catalogue, it would be worth... Uh... Yeah, I think we can't leave any stone unturned yeah. when it comes All to right. the auteur, A purely erotic thriller uh, spin-off of uh, primates. That has blown my mind. Mm. What was he doing in that? How did he get there? He the, feels like he would have been so confused. The Vince Has he used any of those elements in the future films? <laughs> I'm trying to think if there is any moment of eroticism in this, <laughs> in this movie. Uh, there is a woman in a bikini who does come out of the water in an almost... Yeah, yes. yeah So, that's... I mean, we, we still haven't really spoken about this film at no, all. But no, it's got basically up, up a James to the, uh... spoof. Sort of. Yes, in a way, but not really spoofing spoof any it. of the thing. Doesn't Not really spoofing it. Not no. really. I don't. I was trying to think of that, and I don't think this is a parody no, of anything. No, I don't think it is. It's just like more like inspired by. Yeah. Like a what if. Mm. What if James Bond was for kids mm. and James Bond had a sidekick 
and that mm. sidekick was a chimp. Mm. And the chimp was sort of like James Bond as well. Yeah, I mean, you, you could argue that it sort of, it tries to separate James Bond into two things, almost in a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of a way. Mm. In that, like, what if we took out the sort of the animalistic fighting brute part of James Bond and made that a separate creature. A human. And then, and, and then, the and then the human. And then took his sex appeal, uh, <laughs> his brains, and made that a chimp. Yeah. And then teamed them back up again, rendering most of it pointless. And watched and them. And they can now fight back to back. Yes. Mm. I, I have a different explanation of this film, which is uh, that this, to me, I think is like the film Taken, Right. Um, where the, uh, Liam Neeson's daughter is taken by some bad guys and he has to get it back. Yes. Um, and the thing is that Liam Neeson is a former spy, I believe, who is in possession of a certain set of skills. Yes. But, and this film is, is saying, well, what if instead of being in possession of a certain set of skills, he was in possession of a chimp? Yeah. And then, and then the film basically is the same. Right. Yeah, that's true. It is. Ta- it's taken. Yeah. yeah. And I think it predates Taken. And really? Uh, well, oh, I suspect. I mean, Taken would be after two thousand and six, surely. And this was filmed in two thousand three, I believe. Filmed in two thousand three, but released possibly. Yeah, in it was released. In yeah, I think it might have had a few releases. Mm, sure. Yeah, it's it did. Made. One wasn't enough. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it had a theatrical yes. release in Canada, and then uh-huh. Uh, uh, uh-huh. IMDb dates it as two thousand three. Maybe that yeah, was the Canadian sure, sure. cinematic release. I mean, it's for for me. It's whenever someone watches it for the first time, it's had a new worldwide release. <laughs> <laughs> this, it probably equals out. the yeah. the. The, the initial viewing numbers of the original <laughs> release. So in that sense, yes, I'd say you're you're right. We did look at the the budget of the uh, the, the box, box office, office, which according to IMDb is forty six thousand dollars and seven and seven forty six thousand and seven dollars. And I yeah. think that this movie would have cost more than that to make. It would yes, have to have. have. This it's a huge of all leap. the Vince films is the biggest budget. I think it would cost more than all the others put together. Yeah. But the strange is thing a, is that somehow it made it worse. Well, that's that's what we need to talk about. And the, the cast was better known? Yes, Richard Kind. Yeah, he was a nice Richard little Kind was the, the bad guy. Yeah. Um, there the, were two Sin City. I wonder if there's a Sin City connection. Spin City? Spin City, sorry. <laughs> Jeez, I'm saying. I wonder if there's a Sin City connection. I did have Maybe. an injury today. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Pat Marita from Karate Kid. Yeah, Mr. Yes. Miyagi. Yeah, Mr. Miyagi is uh, in this the, film. The mum from that 70s show? Yeah. Um, um, yeah, yeah. I looked up her name and I've forgotten. Um, but she, I enjoyed seeing her. She was, she was fun. Emma Roberts plays the young daughter of the main spy character. And Emma Roberts, of course, is She's the niece Wake. of Julia Roberts. Oh, really? Yes. She looks a bit like her. Oh. One of those classic oh, auntie-niece filmmaking oh. teams. <laughs> she went, I looked her up. She went on to make Nancy Drew. But she's also in American Horror Story. And, yeah, right. Uh, I think she's doing quite well for herself. And, and she it, does have a discography. Isn't it amazing? You see a film like this and you're like, what? I mean, this is just like the end of your career as it's begun normally. Mm. And normally it has been. For we, You look up most of the other actors who've been in, um, in Vince films and it's a kiss of death. Yeah. 
unless he brings you back to play a bizarrely <laughs> cast, miscast role a sort in a follow-up film. <laughs> but, but Emma Roberts, and, and as soon as I saw Emma Roberts on screen, I was like, this is the best actor that he's ever worked with. Right. She was, the, you know, playing the daughter, mm. she was very good in that role. Yeah. And, and it, you, you know, most of the time you'll look at a... a someone who gets cast in a film and you'll say, it'll be interesting to see what the director does with this person. Mm. But I think it's the other way around <laughs> with Robert Vince because I think you look at... you you. I don't regard the actors as being in the hands of Robert Vince. I, I, I think that he's in their hands yeah. and the extent to which they're able to encourage him to point the film in the right direction really dictates whether or not individual scenes and then the whole film works. Yes. Um, and And... and Interesting that you think the film didn't work as well. We should. We've got to talk about the plot. We've got we to do. talk about the I'll plot. I'll tell you, um, uh, the mum from that '70s show is Deborah Joe Rupp as mm. Edith. Yes, mm. sort she, of. She was good. She's like the. She's really good in this film. Yeah. What do you yeah. call that character? It's like the man in the van yeah. type character. Home base. Yes. Yeah. Got all the gadgets. Yeah. Um, telling you where to go. Looking at you from maps. And, and you could tell that they had her for, I'm going to say, maybe a day and only in, in one, one location. Room, in one location. Does not leave that location. She looks at computer yeah. screens. And she gave it her all. And she, she absolutely yeah. did everything she, she could. She tried her best, role. really. Yeah. To, and and it, was, it was good, I think. She Honestly, was funny. I think she was actually funny. You are ta- I, you're taking your life in your own hands by acting in a Robert Vince film. <laughs> yes. Like the, the chances of you coming out of it looking good mm. are slim. You know, I I really think the director has so much to do with how good or bad an actor looks. And you see that a lot with, like, mm. you see great performances from an actor and then mm. real ordinary ones. That's mm. not down to them. Mm. I mean, they, sometimes people go, their heart wasn't in it. Yeah. I reckon it's normally the director's heart wasn't in it. <laughs> yeah. And But I'd, I shouldn't say that about the auteur, Robert Vince, because I know these are all decisions he makes. Yes. <laughs> yes. This isn't Absolutely. like he's not making a bad film. He's mm. making an interesting film. Making a Robert Vince film. Yeah. His heart is it's in different. It's film. not on that <laughs> spectrum. He's, he's good not on bad. the good to bad no. spectrum. He's no. on the... He's, he's making it's the vertical spits, the other yeah. dimension. Yeah. Everyone else is making films on the vertical, on and the he, horizontal. He's, he's up here in some, a different bell curve. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's beyond one of the axes on a separate graph. And that's why you see people like reviewers very rarely review him favorably because they don't get it. But the audience score, 87% Google really? um, audience reviews. That is wow. not the case on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes is 17%. So that's... 37 audience though. On, on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, right. And on the splatometer for oh, the well, critics. There, yeah, you go. there you go. But the fans, you know, the people who he's really making the mm-hmm. films for. 37%. 37%. <laughs> 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 All right, so we've, we've apparently, got to the... just before we get into it, apparently the um, apparently the comments are a, a, a bit um, a bit tricky. Um, Commenting on the live stream, you mean? Yeah, like possibly the some people aren't able to comment. Oh, that must be very frustrating for them. Yeah, I'm having no trouble commenting at all. <laughs> you're, you're comment- yeah, it's free. you should have just come in. Mm. Um, there's a apparently there's a an, like an auto moderator that, that might be getting in the way of this. Oh well, um, they must be swearing a lot. Maybe move um, to great passion. <laughs> a thing I can understand. But uh, we do we do apologise if, if you're having trouble with that. It's, it's a, a new system, so we're sort of getting used to it. But um, hopefully, Evan design it. So if your comments <laughs> are disparaging to Andy from Toy Story, perhaps that might be why. 
Well, possibly. So, okay, here we go. Let's get this film started. And where do we start? We start in the Arabian Desert. And over the over a century, and and this is a location. This is this, a, this is, is an incredible. What a location! Yeah. I was impressed. I yes, thought, fantastic. Not only did they get there, but the chimp got there somehow. And this is where early, is this early days drive. I feel like this is a, a, for some reason. I feel like this is in San Diego or something. I think and I saw something. We in- see this figure coming over the hills, and you know what's going to be interesting when we realise that that is a chimp, and yeah. this to me. <laughs> It's a very interesting concept already because what we have here is a monkey in disguise. Uh-huh. And... <laughs> Don't make me correct you all day. His name is Minky. You can call it a Minky in disguise. Yeah, okay. Minky in disguise. And it, the, the idea of disguising a chimp... Yes. ...is, is very interesting because all, the best you can hope for is that it will be mistaken for a different chimp. Yes. And how many can there possibly be? So you're basically putting a mustache on a chimp. Yes, exactly. I mean, they haven't even bothered to go that far. Indeed. But, they Indeed. Have, but from maybe behind. Maybe it's not a disguise. Maybe it's just appropriate clothing for the climate. Right. Uh, yeah, but I think look at look at look at the th- th- that's a costume. Right. You know that he's chosen to wear. Yeah. And he's trying to blend in in this environment, right? Already, what do you think? It, what What is this film to you? Immediately, this is a post nine eleven film. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Either we're in the Middle East. Yep. Yep. We're dealing with very sensitively, I think, <laughs> an escalation in global conflict and the new world that um, that 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 faces counterterrorism. Yes. Um, and the complexities that exist therein. And 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 now that look, see, what we're seeing that's a, that's a good shot. The scorpion. The scorpion. scorpion. On, so yeah. There's a scorpion on the shoe. Yeah. And and here we have. One of the one of the one of what I see as a classic Vince choice is a missile inside. Yeah, you yes. know, most people <laughs> who are about to do a missile launch scene will be like, "Let's put something in place whereby this missile, which is about to be launched, can get outside. Maybe it'll already be outside. That solves a lot of your problems. Maybe it'll be in one of those things, and we'll see the roof opening up like mm. that." But Vince is like. Let's just put it in a tent. Yeah. Indoors in a tent. And it'll be launched from within. So, the, within yeah, the, tent. the interesting thing, I mean, obviously there's a lot of spoilers in this episode. The mm. missile isn't launched. Um, Minky, no. the chimp, saves the day yes. early. But yeah. uh, you can only assume if it went off without any interference, the tent would have shot up with it. Or, or would have deflected it in some way. I imagine that. Mm. How pa- well, how powerful is this? What I'm assuming is some sort of a nuke missile. Yeah, that is going to kill all the world leaders. And look at this guy who's on screen. I don't know if this they guy, can see him I think him this guy's right a Zach Ruane character. <laughs> it, it's, it's really... Um, I don't know what this guy has, has really to do. He, he's, like, I'm he's not saying one. it's a bad performance. No, I, like, I thought he was quite good. But I do think it's probably racist. Well, and a lot this of this is how I feel about does, a lot. This film feels this probably film. racist for the most part. <laughs> yeah. There are sections where, like, that we hear a lot of muttering in this mm. scene, and I'm like, uh, please be real words. Yeah. No, please, like, I, and I have a theory saying. about the muttering, which is I think it was all done by Robert Vince himself <laughs> long after all the actors had left. Right. <laughs> He's just muttering oh, in no. Arabian-type yeah. sounds. Yeah, and Japanese-type sounds and Jamaican-type yeah. sounds. They didn't and French subtitle it, yeah. which made me worry that maybe it's... It's gibberish. Yeah. But then me saying that, if they are real words, 
is obviously the real problem. You're the ignorant right. one. Yeah. And you've fallen into his trap. <laughs> yeah. Damn it's it. another of the play. So, look, this is the opening scene, and this is you think this is setting the tone right for the film. Into the it's, action. Not, it's not quite. This is this is a good bit here. You know, you see. Uh, I, I mean, I could talk for a long time about that scene shot you just saw there, where the chimp takes off its um, its robe yep. to reveal that it has a, a knife sword. Yep. <laughs> and he's put that scene in slow motion. Yeah. Because that is the Vince mind at work because what he's done is he's seen the chimp doing something that is very slow and clunky. I thought, mm. how can I <laughs> use this anyway? <laughs> what I'll do is I'll put it in slow motion so it looks like, like it's, supposed to, it's be supposed to be in slow, slow motion. Right. And that is the problem-solving mind yeah. or, that you, I imagine, only develop from working with chimps for such a long period yeah, I think of time. They, I, and to their credit, I think they are... They, they do a reasonably good job of, of working with, with what the chimps give them. That, that's the problem for me. They, they make it all fine. Like a lot of these things become <laughs> yeah. fine, whereas they used to be clunky in a way that would often make me laugh out loud. And I don't do that at comedy films mm. anymore. <laughs> yeah, and this is the tragedy of this film, is that it represents a loss of innocence, yes. I think. Right. You know, here is Robert Vince dealing with international... Um, counter-terrorism, here he is um, making serviceable filmmaking choices mm. and it feels like we've lost something, much like we lost something on 9-11. Yeah, well, that's you know? right. When those towers came down, everything changed and, and the, the two chimp films he made prior to this in a pre-9-11 world mm. and you can, re you can really see exactly. that change. He's lost innocence but so has the so, whole So world. have we. Yeah. yeah. So who's to say? Um but this is really, this is like a, uh, a vignette, a little mm, mm. pre-film pre film. Setting up the characters and establishing that we have a, a spy chimp and his, um, his human colleague mm. and they're good at what they do. And they, they blow up uh, all these people. Yes, they, they all, all definitely <laughs> died. Yeah. They kill these men. They kill all of those men. <laughs> yes, and in an explosion, again, that would have cost so much money. That is a yeah, huge explosion. Like a real explosion. It was a real explosion. thing. Yeah. 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 It wasn't quite nuke-sized. No, but, no, but he's, blowing up but he's not. Well, he's not. But I think that's, that, I think that's fine because blowing up nukes, um, that's not how they work. You know, if you're trying to detonate it before... It launches. Yeah, uh, you can do that. I think. Oh, you'll right. you'll, You've created essentially a dirty bomb, and you'll spread um, nuclear. So the explosion. This is. Uh, I'll, I'll just wind it back. That. So that's that's the. Look at that. You can see that there. Pe that's I should a, say people who are listening uh, to the podcast version of this can still uh, watch the video version if you want to <laughs> oh, yeah. understand what Evan's talking about when he says, yes. look at that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sorry. I, there, there'll be a fair bit of... But there'll be a link to that in the, frustrating in the for a lot of people. if you want to watch the yeah. stream. And then away they fly in a, in a gyrocopter and the film yes. has kicked off and he's now saying, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to look after you, uh, little um, monkey man. Don't worry. Although I'm quitting the force or the yeah, I'm, yeah. I've got He's out of the spy after, game. I've got to look after my yeah. daughter now. And he has a yeah. picture of his daughter there. But I'll make sure that you're happy and healthy and so on. Um, you notice winky. that the daughter's got very tight curly hair in that photo? I mean, I know people can grow up and their hair is no longer curly. Right. But why make that decision? <laughs> Why in the film not There's just get a, a kid with short, uh, straight yeah, hair? That's a great 
It's a great uh, thing. And I love the use of the word decision. <laughs> <laughs> These are all decisions. I know they are. Yeah. And now we're 10 years later and um, Spy Man, his daughter's growing up and, uh, and he's out of the game and he's telling her stories of uh, the way things used to be and she's saying, Dad, I don't believe your stories of having yeah. a monkey colleague. She thinks he's lying yeah. about being yeah. a spy. Yep. And I'll say for the listeners who are finding it frustrating that Andy's calling this ape a, a monkey, but I think what Andy's doing is he's working in the, in the film where a lot of the characters in the film um, yeah. call Minky a monkey. I mean, they've yeah. even named it Minky. And one of the things was, like Andy said, um, the spy man, the dad, said, I'm going to look after you. I'm making sure you're looked after. Mm. The way he did this was send him to the, zoo, uh, to the circus. To, to the circus, that's, yeah. yes. That's true. Yes, send you to a circus where you will wear a jetpack. You will fly <laughs> through the air into the upper atmosphere yes. wearing a jetpack. Looping around a plane. Looping around a plane. A jetpack that, you know, and for a lot of filmmakers, they'd set that jetpack up and that jetpack would come back into play <laughs> later yeah, in the that's film. True. You set them up, you knock them down. You can see the <laughs> plot pieces Falling into place, yeah. but not Robert. But the, the weird thing about it was that scene was all happening. So Minky the chimp is flying up through the sky, mm. past the plane. People in the plane are taking photos. Yeah. Yeah. That's all happening while the ringmaster is announcing Minky yeah. into yep. the tent. No yeah. one can see it. No, yeah. The most amazing thing of his whole trick mm. happens while he's being introduced and then he sort of walks in yeah. with a jetpack on his back. And then just does a bit of, uh, yeah, what is trapeze it? Stuff. Trapeze stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. but then he does rescue somebody with a uh, uh, with the jetpack. Oh, he does, true. yeah. And, yeah true. Which I guess and, he's still wearing. And, you know, amongst this troupe, this circus troupe, there's a woman who's a sort of a human bowling ball, yep. which is fine. You know, a lot of this I find quite unsettling, but I think that might just be general circus vibes are unsettling, not necessarily the way... It's been dealt with by Vince. But I will say there is also a man in the circus who is incredibly fast. Yes. How you put him extent. up? He was... He really stands out in this film. And it's mm. so hard to stand out in a Robert yeah. Vince film. <laughs> yeah. But he, he sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah. He really is like a character from a different film. Yeah. Well, because what he is, he's a person with actual superpowers. He's yeah. the Flash. The, yes. Yeah. This is a movie about a... a spy chimp that also features as a side character <laughs> a, a magical a genuine super, superhero su a genuine yeah. superhero yeah. who by rights would be being you know studied by all he's not, world government he's not hiding it no this no, isn't something no. he's not under the cover of darkness he's solving crimes he's performing yeah. with mm. it look i can run around fast in this circus and i will say that this was, for me, and a realisation that I should have had a long time ago, um, and I'm a little embarrassed, is that watching the circus scene and seeing that character made me realise, oh, that's right, this is a film for children. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny and, that, yeah. when you remember that? Yeah. You're, like, standing there, pulling your hair out, and you're like, whoa, 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 I need to take a breath here. <laughs> that sort of motley crew of circus performers yeah. who do Kids become... Kids would uh, love them, they, they and I hated around. them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, I didn't hate, I didn't hate him, but I did find that fast guy pretty frustrating. Yeah. He, not only, his, him zipping around wasn't mm. the worst of him. It was his over face acting. Yeah, yeah. he really over And his weird it. accent choice and that sort of thing. Why is it, Evan, that yes. putting 
like making somebody look like they're running fast in a movie, why is it that just putting them in fast forward as Vince does here using uh, the the one of the oldest tools in the filmmaker's yeah. uh, box of tools. Uh-huh. Um, the fast forward button. The fast forward button. <laughs> it's right there on the VHS player. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it must just be calling to him. So tempting. Um, uh, why does it not? Why doesn't it look right? Why do, Why can't you just like? You'd think that putting something in fast forward would just make it look like somebody was running fast. Is it because everything? It looks. Like somebody put it in fast forward. Everything else is moving is fast. As Everything well. else is moving fast. Yeah. yeah. If you're smart about it, you try to avoid that happening. Yeah. So if you filmed it, say, if we were to film this later, yeah. Andy runs, and me and Evan sort of walk in slow but mo. Would think, that work? I don't think that's what it Apparently is. It's uh, it's a shutter speed thing. Right. Okay. Interesting. Um, because uh, you're just taking something that was shot at a uh, standard 180 degree shutter, mm. and it has um, the you know the, the regular natural motion blur you would have at the that motion blur. I wondered if whereas it had if something, something to was do with genuinely that. moving that quickly, yeah. it the, it would blur. Um, yeah. If you were, uh, if it had that, uh, so speed. can you introduce that in? Po- I mean, I'm sh- are you well, sure yeah. there are things uh, you films can do with higher budgets? Yes, uh, would do something like that. Higher yeah. yeah. budgets than Spy Mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. this film, the budget must yeah. run into the millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, it must. No question. Look, it's so different looking from the other films. Yeah, it just feels less. He's throwing around crowd scenes and locations yeah. like they are candy. They genuinely shot in Japan. Yeah. Well, a, a unit did. Yeah. Um, that was Japan. They was went Japan. to some... I mean, not everything. You can tell that not everything was shot sort of around the lower edge of Canada. Right. And yeah, that is yeah, an absolute departure. And I'm not sure... It's a tropical beach. I feel like none of the cast went to Japan. That's my theory. I yeah, can't okay, back that up at this stage. But I'm pretty sure... The Japan stuff was shot by another team over there. Get the exteriors, whatever you need, Mm. and then do the rest largely indoors in Mm. white tents, you know, because they look kind of like labs, I guess, Um, or in the snow, which could be anywhere, Mm. I I suppose. Couldn't be anywhere, I suppose. Um, So should we get into the next sort of phase of the story? So he solved the uh, Middle East troubles. Yes. Yes, that was 10 years ago. And we thank him for that. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's a dad. He's uh, burnt the toast and we're like, oh, hapless dad, classic yeah. trope. Yep. But no, that's the way his daughter wants her toast. Yes. Yeah. Which and is this a weird twist. <laughs> I'm like, what a weird twist to have in there. But then the daughter but, eats this burnt but, toast. But I, that one I was like, now that is Vince that's setting up a plot back. point. <laughs> I, I, was a, I was a fool to think that this spectacular jetpack thing was going to come back into the show. But the burnt toast, like like a muscle, you can, you can sense these things now with him. That's going to come back. <laughs> and yeah, that, yeah, you're right. That does come back it does come back but it was it's interesting because the mum did die and i want and and then they said um the dad did say um it's weird how you and your mum always like burnt toast i wondered the mum was dead was it actually just her having a stroke (laughs) (laughs) oh there you are going on about burnt toast again (laughs) and that's why she died because he was neglecting the obvious and the Sorry. daughter is just clinging on to that, that yeah. misunderstanding. Yeah, all she remembers, that's her last or memory. Or the daughter is having a stroke as well, <laughs> consistently. All toast to her seems burned. Yeah, okay. Um, um, now, or she died of cancer from the carcinogenic black. Uh, ah, toast. really interesting. Mm, I, right. I, I was trying to remember, uh, is the mother dead in every single one of the other Primate Vince films? I feel yeah. that it 
very definitely in the second one. Definitely the second one. Definitely in MXP. In, I think MXP as no well. Mother. There's no mother. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. So I and I'd be, be fascinated to learn about Vince's person. This is also isn't this also a consistent thing through Disney films? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Often, uh, often, uh, often, yeah. often, 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 often. That was one of the first Disney films that had um, an orphan star. But I mean, talking about um, that, that guy being a, a genuine superhero, his daughter, this character, is a genuine, like, child, scientific child prodigy. Yes, she's the, I'm going to say, probably the smartest person on earth. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, and yet to her, and, and, and yet the re- there is the reality of a chimp that can fly a... Uh, Jetpack. Yes. Um, there is the reality of her being the smartest person on earth and just a 10-year-old child. Yes. And yet she is unable to accept her father's stories that he used to be a spy. Yeah, yeah, right. And that the monkey, the genuine super intelligent flying monkey, couldn't possibly have been his colleague. And so I guess the reason she doesn't believe it is not because she thinks it's implausible, but just because she thinks her father is a lying piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't trust him. Yeah. She doesn't trust okay. him. Okay. You're always lying to me about the toast. <laughs> <laughs> so I can smell it burning, Dad. As the toast is burnt, she uh, he's reading on the front page of the paper, oh, it's my old spy teammate. Colleague. Minky the monkey, Minky uh, the chimp. Is in town. He's in town because he's in, the circus is in town. And what, what happens when the circus is in town? One of the members is on the front page. Front yes. page of the, well, the yeah. famous Minky the monkey is. is but but that's, that's, that's fine. You know, and this is this is just these aren't cri- huge criticisms. And if I had, but he, but he uses a motif through the film. He's, I think, he clearly had access to a newspaper printer <laughs> because there's yes, yeah. he, everything that happens is on the front page of the paper. His daughter's <laughs> yeah. on the front page of the paper the next day. You're right. When they're in, uh, that, that's they a go to Jamaica. The bad guy's hiding his face with a paper that has a, a headline that's something about reggae. Did you notice that? Oh, they're yeah, in, Jamaica. in Jamaica. We need a headline. <laughs> well, reggae festival starts or something like that. Uh, reggae is front page of the paper in Jamaica yeah. every day. <laughs> and that's a thing that he, again, he deals with very sensitively. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, his daughter is um, is kidnapped by Richard Kind. She's invented, she's incredible. She's invented something. You can she's see here she's, she's, she's um, invented an incredible machine. drill, which I thought looked um, quite good, that, that, um, that mechanism. Yeah. You know that looked like something that a genius child might yeah, build. Yeah, like so, oh, the production value on this and, on this prop is is reasonably good. Yeah, and it looks like it's doing what she says it's doing, and this is all pretty standard, like kid film uh, stuff. Well, Andy, and... there is a goof here though. Yes. They say it is infrared light, mm. but it's red light or vice versa. Yeah. Oh, I saw read that in the goofs on uh, IMDb. That is, uh, <laughs> I'm really glad someone was there to point that out. Fantastic, and she's got a laser that Richard Kind. Richard um, Kind is great in this film, I think. Like, or, I wonder yeah. if he's. I think uh, from a comic perspective, he's not utilized. Like, it no, feels he's like... not. He, he plays this. See here, he plays this uh, an evil genius, I suppose. He's not really. He's, he's not, not playing quite a, a genius. A, not quite a genius. Just evil. Yeah. Okay. An evil. Yeah. An evil scientist. Maybe he's not a very mm. good scientist. But he's. Yeah. He's not. Um, he's not a comedic character. No. He's. He's. he's for some Why reason, not? they've gotten a comedic actor to play a pretty straight bad guy. Yeah. In um, a film about a. A, a chip spy. <laughs> yeah. He could have. Why could? Why not have him I, be funny as well? Yeah, I, I don't think, know. 
Well, because I don't think Vince is capable of writing comedy. Right. I don't think any of them are. I That's don't... true. The, all the comedy in this film comes from performances. Uh, exactly. From, like the, the secretary, De- De- is her name Deborah? But her, um, her scene, but I mean, that's written in. The mum from that 70s show struggles with an old tight fitting outfit. But that would have been in the in script. That, I mean, maybe she said, her, I've got an idea here. I reckon she's improvised that. They've given yeah. her her outfit for the day and she's like, oh, that's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Do you mind if I play with that? Use it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This is the bet that you've, you, you've chosen the wrong size clothing for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, maybe that wasn't even. She, they're like, well, let's roll on her getting into wardrobe. Well, he's <laughs> used. He's used to working with chimps, which is like you use what you get. Yeah, that's true. And so it is yeah. with the mum from the '70s show. Yeah, he was smart enough to to you keep let the that cameras in. roll, and that's that's gold, baby. Deborah Jo Rupp. I don't know why that's a hard name to remember. It's a great yeah, name. Very Deborah good name. Jo and she's a, I've, I've I've loved her in a lot of stuff. She was in Seinfeld. She was good. Yes, yeah, so funny. It's, was he her his. Uh, his manager, I think, or agent. Yeah, she was oh, in yeah. Friends. Yeah, she's um, she's done a, done a lot. She's of been, stuff. She's been been in everything. Good value. But as um, you say, she's been um, the the daughter is. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about yet is the family name is is Muggins. Muggins. Oh. Yes. Uh, so this guy Mike Muggins, the the main character here. Yeah. Um, who, who has his company, I guess, is Muggins Insurance, <laughs> which just is not. Yeah, isn't not Muggins good. like, a, isn't that like a euphemism for a dummy? Yeah, well, no, it's, it's, it's Muggins here. Yeah. That's where you know it from. Who has to fix it? Muggins here. Yeah. And ultimately, at the end, it is Muggins who does have to fix it. But that is at no point used for any potential line or comedy potential, which you would think would be the only reason you would call a character Muggins. I'm, I'm not saying that's didn't. a good joke, oh, yeah, but I'm if you are they... calling a character Muggins, that is the only plausible explanation. <laughs> I think they're my least favourite jokes in anything is when you realise that a character's been named something mm. for the last hour and a half yeah. for this one line. You're like, oh, that's... I'm glad they didn't. Well, then... Well, this is the Vincian sort of theory of making you think he's setting yes, stuff up. Yes, it's sort of like, It's sort of like a sleight of hand. Yeah. He's making you look over here when really... It's misdirection. Yeah. Yes. He's misdirecting you everywhere. Look, there's a film happening. Where? <laughs> sort of looking around expecting things... Where? Where's the film? <laughs> is it now? Um, but, you know, again, this is... This is a much more competent film in a lot of ways than, yeah. than other Vince films. Yeah. It, there are it, less Vince flourishes. There are less of the little things that make you go, oh, that was upsetting. <laughs> yeah, which I missed. I missed uh, but, but yeah. I, I will tell you, like, so, so um, Vince, uh, 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 the, the daughter is, is kidnapped by, by Richard yes. Kind. We can see this in an interesting way. He, well, he, at first it's the prize. She won this award from mm. like, that company. She was excited to meet his science partner. Mm. Uh, and he, the prize was going to work with them for a day. Yes. And then he goes, you're coming to Japan with me. And she said, oh, what? And he's, he said, don't worry, your dad is all okay with it. She's and he'd already in a limo captured, with this guy. Yeah, he, sure, it's it's fairly. Uh, I think it, I think there's limos in other Vince films as well. He mm. loves the use. Or maybe he owns a limo. Mm. I probably <laughs> everywhere he, in a, yeah, yeah, a limo. Probably owns up that. the front. There's no one in the back. <laughs> <laughs> it's his computer. <laughs> and so uh, Robert Kind, the Robert Kind, Richard Kind. Richard Kind. I've worked it out. He drives around Hollywood in a limo, <laughs> stopping outside famous people's houses and telling them it's a limo for them, and then he drives them to his set. 
crammed in, and he basically okay. kidnaps them, much like Richard right. Kind in this. Yeah, yeah. And that's where he got the idea for this plot. Yes, exactly. It's so born he, from life. He, um, Richard Kind's got this great technology where he clicks his pen and it captures the voice and face of Mug Mr. Muggins in 3D. Mm. Muggins, yeah. And um, he is then able to use it to um, <clears throat> fake out phone calls. Mm. Yeah. So she... Uh, and that's all fine. That's all fine. No, Tricks it's great. Tricks are into yeah, going can, to you Japan. You get away with that. Yeah. I, um, but did you think when he was doing it... In my head, it was, it was all CGI, mm. not by the filmmakers, but by... Imagine if they did that. They recreated <laughs> Mike Muggins. But no, he, obviously Mike Muggins is mm. just playing that. But I, I assumed it was he'd created a CGI mm. thing. But he created a 3D mask that he could put on, like yeah. in Mission Impossible. Yeah, of a man with a much smaller head. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Kind, one of the people with the biggest head and the most unusual mouth probably in Hollywood, is disguising himself with a plastic mask. But that whole scene, that was done with CGI where he pulls that mask off. Yeah, I'm just trying to I find mean, the shot. You, uh, you look at it, it's, it's actually quite yeah, it's well good. done. I had to rewind and have another look at it to see... What yeah, exactly so was happening? Right, so, what has he done here? It's okay, green so, screen or something? Yeah, so um, this is her. She's she's just finished talking to and her again, dad. Again, for the people listening, this is... The, um, um, oh, yeah, we're, we're looking at this now. Hugely frustrating. She's just noticed that he um, the burnt toast thing was uh, an inconsistency and she was... That was where it came back. Yes. It came back. comes back in as a, See, as a plot point. that's pretty good. When he pulls off good. that mask, that's, pretty good. that's well done. Yeah. Somehow they've CGI'd his head smaller just for that scene. <laughs> yeah. Well, they CGI'd the dad's head very big, I think, <laughs> is how they pulled that off. Yeah, they've done a pretty good job of that. Quite literally. Um, <laughs> so there's a and, – and they go and, you know, in, in his journey to try and find um, his daughter again, he picks up Minky, he, the, the, the – Circus people offer to join in as part of the team. And yes, no so questions asked. No questions asked, sure. These random circus people can, can come on. I guess one of you is a genuine superhero, so why <laughs> would I question that? It's and true. then they're off to Jamaica. Yeah. And, and we also meet... Um, but the circus people here, we see here, the, the circus people aren't off to Jamaica. They, they stay mm. um, with uh, America. Um, and uh, one of the critics made an interesting point. His, so, Mr. Muggins' daughter has been kidnapped. He stops to have a martini with yeah. the chimp. <laughs> yeah, before he reveals that that's what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's just a little catch-up. I, I guess I, it's just a little nod to... I noticed that as well, but again, martini. you know, I think that's just... Well, this is what I'm saying. The reviewers don't know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> they're reviewing Vince, but they do not understand the work of the auteur Vince. <laughs> they're still working on this, you know, this horizontal... Spectrum, yeah. not realizing he's up in the clouds. Yes, his head's away. That's right. The he's fairy, a so primate moving in a different dimension. Yeah, they don't get it. Um, and but I do want to talk about Jamaica because this is where, to me, the only really truly Vince thing happens in the whole film. Yeah, and that is when uh, Hugo, um, Richard Kind's uh, evil accomplice, who is a genuinely Terrifying looking man. Yeah, he's got a scar, he's got a, a pale weird eye, he's got a, an he's eye. Like, that's he's a he's like Dr. Evil from Austin Powers, mm. only as a badass. And yeah. huge. Yeah. Voice doesn't quite match, but like he's, he's a good bad guy. And there he genuinely, him, uh... genuinely looks scary. And his look here in Jamaica in that, in that straw hat and in that um, shirt is a really good. Like, that's a really good look. Like, I think for a bad guy, like, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And, like, you could actually put that in a different film and someone would say, oh, that's... That's the newspaper he's using. Yeah. Oh, the he's reggae. Yeah. And, there's a, and then 
So the scene that I want to talk about, though, is the one where... Um, uh, Opening day Minky, for Reggae Festival. Okay, great. Minky drops a coconut on Hugo's head. Yes. Uh, yes. And Hugo um, is, is really really quite badly hurt and he's yeah, in he some is kind of a trance. a concussion. We can see, we can see yeah. this here. Yeah. Um, and, and, he, uh, and he hallucinates um, uh, Minky doing some reggae. Yes. Yes. Uh, and I just found, looking at Hugo there, injured on the ground, um, with a huge welt on his head, not where the point of impact was from the <laughs> coconut, but that's... Not. That's you know that's just a nice interesting detail. It's really horrible to look at, and I think the his, mark on his head. You mean? Yeah, or just the whole thing. It's shot so close up. You know, there's a sweatiness, there's a there's a franticness to it, and they're like, oh, that's a Vince scene because yeah. it didn't have to be shot like oh, this. Yeah, it is. And kind of... somehow this manages to look more unpleasant. Than most things you would see in a like you know in a horrific war and, film. But there's also there's no need. What? Why? See this, see, this scene. Yeah, is what is quite, the, quite yeah, a bizarre sort of sequence. Look at that. That's horrible to look and at. Then, and yeah, this whole scene where they've got he's hallucinating Minky speaking in a Jamaican accent. Mm. Yes. Why? Why? I'll tell you why. Thank you. And this is Vince trying something new. And this is the first time we've seen. <laughs> The combination of a CGI with an animal. Yeah, so he's, he's CGIing the lips to move here, like yeah. it's singing, and it's quite well done in a, in a way. Like it's it's passable. It is passable. Yeah, it, it, you do have to sort of look at it and and uh, pay attention to, mm. to see that it is is Paul's, and Paul's is CGI. It, mm. So is it the point of it is he's like maybe we introduced a talking. Uh, chimp in this one and they've sort of gone they've just dipped their toe in yes exactly and you look at his later films yes. his later films monkey up monkey up and uh, that sort of thing it's all talking now yeah, it's right. talking monkeys it's talking dogs it's singing dogs he's intoxicated yeah. by this new power he's that he has his toe in the water the cgi thing he, he i think and this is the moment that is the ultimate transition in Vince's right. filmography, I think, and in his in his work for me, this is, is this exact moment when the chimp's a... lips begin to move and Vince falls in love with the idea of combine. I, I, you know, that he I don't think he wants to work with people. Right. <laughs> He's realised that he can now remove people from the equation entirely and make the animals talk. I don't think he, he probably doesn't feel comfortable around human beings. Yeah, interesting. Because I imagine they also, they question a lot of his choices. <laughs> Maybe apart from his auntie. Maybe just him and his auntie. Yeah. Riding partner. Slash wife. Um, so uh, what, do, what do you think this scene says about the character of Minky? He's taunting. He is. He's badly hurt, this guy, mm, which he yeah. had his own hand or his own yeah. nut. Yeah. And again, this is just somebody who's only been watching them up to this point. Yeah. So... And it's attempted murder. He's, he, he also, apart from that, um, uh, just getting up in his face and somehow into his head, mm. he also uh, poses for a photo on the mm. bad guy's camera. Which doesn't seem like good spy technique. No, it's fun <laughs> Paul leaving a trail like that. Yeah, uh, and there's a great scene after that where the guy regains consciousness, looks at his phone and um, sees the picture of... The You're putting it into a modern perspective. Monkey, that was a camera. The this camera. Sorry, looks at the camera. And phones were. Yes, and, uh, and looks at the, the the photo with the 
with, with the monkey, looks visibly angry on his face at this scene, growls with anger, <laughs> and then you can tell Vince loses his nerve and he cuts to a shot from behind the guy's head and there's an there's a additional dialogue voiceover where he says, I'm going to get that monkey. Oh. Now, to <laughs> a lot of people watching, that was clear that he was unhappy with the monkey. And because he'd already been trying to get the monkey, we were going to assume he's going to continue to try to get the monkey, maybe even more so now, because we could see he was angry. But Vince loses his nerve because I don't know that he necessarily understands human faces and human emotion. Mm. So he wouldn't have known that that would come across right. from yeah. absolutely every piece that has <laughs> clacked into position. Vince is from, some people are from the school of show, don't tell. Some are mm. from the school of tell, don't show. Mm. Vince likes to show and tell. Yeah. Show and tell. Show and tell, show and tell. Yes. Double yes. whammy. And yeah. Tell and show and show and tell. <laughs> and then if if all else fails, he'll put it on a headline on a paper. Yes. <laughs> he, just, he wants to make it clear what's going on. Yeah. Well, exactly. There is no subtext. No. In these films. Only text. Only text. Very often on screen, <laughs> yeah. on the front page of a newspaper. <laughs> and and so, yes. So this, what, why do you, do you think they even went to Jamaica? They didn't need to. They didn't need to. I do not know. Why does the woman have a French accent? She's a South African actor. Yeah. I don't know. That's and, not, and not a bad French accent. Not a bad, but, but it's bad enough that it's distracting. But it's certainly an unnecessary yeah. one. Yeah. And and then she joins up with the dad, and they're off to Japan. Yes. And um, so she. The, her... You realise why she they went straight to Jamaica as well? It was because they heard his partner was in on holiday in Jamaica. So like, we got to go to Jamaica without mm. any sort of thought of yeah. maybe can we call her mm. and talk to her that way quickly mm. and well, maybe it's... cut out this whole journey. It's action. It's all action. It's... And I think I reckon what happened is they got funding from Jamaica. Mm. Or they had a holiday house or he had a relative he wanted to visit mm. there. Or he already knew people in some sort of a second unit who lived like, on that beach. I feel like it's an ambition thing from, from Vince's point of view. Yeah. To, to be like, we're making a big spy film, like a James right. Bond film. We need desert. We need snow. Right. We need beach. Mm. We need city. Like they, he just wanted the, the yes. visual of like yeah. we're sort of all done. these places. Yeah, it's like Star Wars. Every planet is a different. Yeah. He's, he's bursting out. From the constraints of filming in southern Canada, yeah, yep. and <laughs> flaunting himself and his ability yeah. to do these things, I and imagine I think he he's... got the budget and he was, you know, he's spending it. Yeah, the money's on screen. I also think he's he's working backwards from that to write the film. Yes, well, <laughs> yeah, not that far backwards to writing. The film. <laughs> he did work backwards, <laughs> <laughs> and. And yeah, but I think we should move on because we the should. time is ticking, and we're so we've been we've been to the Arabian Desert, we've been to some I sort guess, of North American yeah, city, yeah, and then we've been to a Jamaican beach. Yeah, now we're off to Japan. Japan, yes, where uh, Robert Kind, uh, and we is know that because the French Richard Kind, yes, yes. the the French scientist in the bikini, which is clearly a nod to mm. James Bond mm. bikini yeah. babes, yeah. Um, she said, oh, he's in Japan. Yep. Yeah. Um, and had, so when did the dad realize that his kid was kidnapped? He, was oh, he got a message. A, he, sent, he was sent a package oh, from the bad guy. Richard Kind <laughs> told him. Yeah. <laughs> See, and I thought that was a bit strange because why would you do that? Wait, you've told the daughter a story. Why not tell the dad the same story and use her and, and fake her going, hey, dad, I'm, I've gone to Japan, <laughs> mm. everything's cool, we're working on a great project, I'll be back in yeah. a week. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, the the dad's already shown he's very willing to send his daughter, or his ten year old daughter, off alone in the back of yeah. a limo with Richard Kind's unpleasant <laughs> man character, um, and it's not that much of a leap to think that he'd be happy for her to also go to Japan, yeah. because as far as I can tell, the big drill project that they're going that that is that Richard Kind has in place to drill to the Earth's core and extract the limitless energy that's in there, which, by the way, I, I love as an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a show that is basically oh, based yeah. around this. I didn't that's even true. connect that. And, so and I was like, you know, this is a good, this is a good thing to put in a film. Yeah. Uh, and he, uh, it, it seems to be a legitimate enterprise. It's, it's, it's being funded to the tune of $600 million by a big company yeah like we get multinational conglomerate with people from all over the world yeah and you know various national costumes sitting around a boardroom table in national costumes yeah Yeah. there's a big texan hat i remember (laughs) um and almost like it's the the mock united nations from the first film all growing up (laughs) and so the so, so why wouldn't you just say that uh, your daughter's coming to help? I don't even think project? we've mentioned that, but that's why he's kidnapped her. He can't figure yeah. out the drill. He's, somehow he's, it's okay for him to have stolen her idea. Mm. He's given her a medal and he's stolen it and selling it for millions of dollars, replicating mm. in a big way. Yep. She's coming along to fix that. It almost feels like he could have just asked the dad to come over and do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what the what the point of the ruse is. Yeah. I was trying to work out why. But, he's although maybe it is not fly. legitimate because it is being done in in on a mountaintop in a crater and hidden behind and he's really buried the lead here, genuine invisibility technology. Yes. Right. So the the entrance to his mountain lair is yeah. in a snowfield that has uh, a force field <laughs> yeah. and cloaking so, th- that allows you to pass through a patch yeah. of snow and travel into his underground lair. So he has this technology. He's developed that. Mm. He arguably is the greatest scientist <laughs> yeah. on Earth. And yeah. yet he's obsessed with drilling into the Earth's core, a thing that he doesn't know how to do. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like it's definitely dangerous and definitely will explode. Dangerous. Like, blow of up the Japan. two They're people saying... who know about this project, one of them says it will destroy the Earth. <laughs> It'll at least destroy Japan. At least destroy Japan. At least yeah. Japan. Who knows mm. from there. And in Japan, we get, I'm going to say, some very raci- racist accents. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I'm not confident enough to say that those aren't, Genuine accents, but they didn't feel that way. And it just the fact that they weren't subtitling, mm. like they subtitled a couple of phrases. Yep. And then they also had the Japanese characters speaking in English sometimes. Mm, yes. So it just, yeah, it felt a bit off. It's selective. There, there's a, He's hiding something from us. I'm, I'm leaving the door ajar that he just for some reason mm. didn't subtitle and he had all these well thought out Japanese lines of dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> but weren't important. For very the, sensitive, very culturally sensitive stuff. And then, um, you know, <laughs> this and that happens. They arrive, they chase yeah. them. Hugh goes the, back, his the, head wound is healed. The daughter realises <laughs> the, yeah. the, um, it's all a ruse because... Uh, Richard Kind, as her dad says, nobody yeah, likes nobody burnt likes toast. Burnt toast. <laughs> ah, yeah. Vince's work. I, and again, I did. Circle. You know that I didn't mind. No, but she mind. she led that. Like yeah, she, yeah, she, that was her. She was suspecting something. Yeah, it's and not like he brought that up. Setting it up. It is a we- it's a weird idea that they needed to set up something like that burnt toast. It couldn't have just been. 
Hey, we should. Um, hey, Dad, how's Mum going? Yeah, that would have been something it. that was. Oh, still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Mum hasn't been alive for ages. Oh, still alive. Um, <laughs> but you know, again, still alive, this, hating burnt. More or less plays out sort of like a film. There are things that happen. Again, things happen for no reason. Yeah. And and we see we saw the only really classic coincidence in this film. <laughs> you know, a lot of the previous films, everything happens by coincidence. I felt yes. like there was only one major one here, which is that independently, um, the spy dad and Minky arrive at the hotel. The spy dad mugs and steals a um, yeah. a guy's clothes yeah. he, he in the middle of the street. Assaults him. Assaults him, ties him, him, up, him up and apologises. Uh, <laughs> and seemed... grabs his, um, his little waiter trolley. I had that thought at the same time. Why not? Why not go, hey, um, I, uh, there's a big mission on, this is to save Japan and maybe the world. Or have the guy be bad in some way, in which case we feel fine about you. Like, that's the rule. That, yeah. like, you steal the costume of an enemy soldier, not of a bystander. <laughs> Just doing his job. Or pa maybe pay him, go, hey, can I borrow this? I'll give you yeah. a yeah. Or you steal one from a rack. Isn't yeah. that the classic? Yes. You know, somebody's pushing the rack there of the recently dry-cleaned uniform, and you snatch one off there. Mm. And then... But, and then a man doesn't have to be assaulted. Yeah. But the, yeah, the way, up, the way yeah. he got around that was by saying, I'm really sorry. Yeah. I yeah. feel like the actor brought that line. Yeah. <laughs> is this I don't okay? think this is good for my career if I just do this. <laughs> and then, and then, and the co coincidence is that um, Minky arrives and gets into the trolley, mm. unbeknownst to the spy dad, Either in of between. Them nobody knows. And that just happens. And then the film continues yeah. from there. They, they, they somehow team up again and then go their separate ways and then come back together, as you have to do when you're dealing with, you know, a chimp that you can't film in the same scene as people all the time. Sure. Um, and then there's, a, a you know, another small co minor coincidence, which is that Minky jumps off a, um, a helicopter. In Japan. Terrible yes. green screen on that helicopter. Oh, yeah. But some reasonably good clinging to a helicopter acting yep. from Louis, the actor who plays Minky. Yes. Who and also he, played Jack in one of the, maybe in the first Correct. Yeah, apparently, he there's, apparently there's three chimps uh, oh, used right. in, this, in the filming of this film. Well, there was only one credited at the yeah. very end. Yeah, right. I wonder uh, where that was from. Yeah, that's interesting. I did think that I noticed some facial differences. Oh, what did about this? Did you see him use a, a, a the, magical skateboard? There is a, there is a skateboard scene in this. Mm. Um, yes. Yeah, so this is something I messaged you as we were watching it last night remotely. So uh, Vince does make nods to the MVP mm. franchise. Mm. One, uh, a call back to the skateboarding of mm. MVP. One, a call forward. Some foreshadowing. To the oh, snowboarding, snowboarding of yeah, yeah, yeah. XP. Yes, indeed. I'm I, sorry. Um, I keep looking at my clock. Yeah, I'm, see, I'm not sure if that's um, uh, as clever as you. I, I, I read this as we need to make the film longer and put in more action sequences. What can the chimp do? Mm. Oh, he can... He can skateboard. So this all leads up to him uh, getting... This is not really espionage, what's happening right now. No, no but th this to me looked like it's not... It looks like a, somewhere in Canada that's like a Japanese park, don't you reckon? Well, Was that be. genuinely be. Japan? Um, Just no, some I, of those, I they, doubt it. I strongly doubt that they took it, the monkey and yeah. everyone else, to Japan. Yeah. Uh, so um, this all leads up to the scene where um, I like how these Japanese <laughs> skateboarders just step in. They don't know what's going on, but they dive in front of the guy on the motorcycle. You know what? I think yeah. that if a, a quite aggressive looking man 
on a motorbike is chasing a monkey on a skateboard. It's fair to assume. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I genuinely like, I like how they stepped in. Yeah. They don't know the full story. They don't know that they need to put their bodies on the line, but they no, really they put do. themselves they in danger. They risk their lives yeah. to yeah. slow down this um, motorbike madman. And um, so this all leads up to the the uh, scene where the good guy kidnaps uh a hospitality worker. Mm, yes. Mm. Uh, and then, so anyway, they end up at the ice lair, figure mm. out that they're with uh, Minky's x-ray specs. Well, well, no, you missed, You skipped a scene with Pat Morita, which is where Minky oh, jumps into the snow and Pat Morita emerges from nowhere and takes him, I presume, to a, um, a Japanese temple filled with fake bamboo, obviously <laughs> fake like bamboo. Like really they cheap are fake bamboo. The cheapest. Um, Notice the, that shot as well because they use a tracking shot and then the shot finishes behind, um, obscured by some mm. fake bamboo. Mm. So you couldn't get a closer shot. <laughs> you can see the tag. Yeah. <laughs> you can see the Ikea tag. And, um, and then these are, this is sort of like the, a scene in a, in a Batman Dark Knight sort yeah. of thing where he's going to, um, he's going to be taught how to fight yes. by these, these monks in this temple. Um, but instead... Uh, Minky simply beats the shit out of Pat Morita at their <laughs> yeah. first training yeah. session, which I imagine was a little undignified for Pat Morita. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. Then, don't we see there's a there's like a gold statue of a chimpanzee in that? Mm, they, 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 that I think true, they yes. did actually. He was perhaps foretold. Yeah, he's his, like the his arrival was. Somehow. Yeah, he said we've been expecting you. You're here yeah. to save Japan. Yeah. So anyway, I don't understand why those ninjas and Mr Miyagi are the, aware of the drilling that's going on. Well, I mean, you know, it's happening there. I presume they've seen the comings and goings on the mountain. And they need to stop this? Yeah. Okay. And then, they, so to get to the lair, um, uh, Marita says to Minky, they won't expect you if you climb this sheer mountain face. Mm. Even a ninja couldn't climb it. Mm. Uh, off you go. <laughs> yeah. And, and he does. Yes. And that's reasonably just, well shot. Yeah, you, you, you see where he's gripping on. He's yeah. making his way up there. Yeah, I'll find it. Then he and, pulls out the X-ray specs. Yes, and very quickly, once they're inside the um, the facility, they defeat Richard Kind. Oh, you know, the monkey does quite a good fight scene with a bunch of goons. Yeah. And then the ninjas show the up. So the, presumably uh... they either did climb, turned out they could climb the mountain face, <laughs> right. or there was another way to get up there that also allowed them to get there undetected. And yeah. they just wanted to see if the monkey could. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, there's some, there's some Can we weird, see the uncomfortable things that happen there? here. Uh, yeah, the yeah. drill looks exactly like her high yes. school project but rendered in CGI. I, I, think what, <laughs> I think what Richard Kahn's character did was use his um, reverse shrink ray yeah. on her model. <laughs> that he used on his head earlier <laughs> to fit into that mask. It was, it, was it was the same thing, just blown up. Yeah, exactly. And it had the exact same issue, which it, we didn't talk about at the start. When just before she presents it, she's like, oh, it's not working. Oh, that's right. I'll fix it's it with my hair tie. stabilizing thing. I'll put my hair tie on. Which is fine. I quite like that. No, that's all nice yeah. as well. And then in the end, she has to do that, but they have to replicate it or a bigger thing. Yeah. Here's the uh, the, uh, the the force field. Yeah. The, the they're making it. That, um, the other thing, just before this, escape. Richard Kine could not um, go from evil bad guy to wimp any quicker. Mm. He, he just falls over and he that's crumbles. it. crumbles. Yeah. And that, and that is often the case when people come up against a monkey. But there is... It, I think that scene that plays out in that central area there, near, in the drilling on the in the drill site, yeah. the fight between you know the ninjas 
um, the spy, the henchman, the henchman yep. uh, and and Minky. I was really impressed. Like, like not that you can feel particularly good about a fight scene involving a monkey, <laughs> but like for what Vince was able to do, I was like, this is absolutely the way he's put this together and the way he's made it look like a monkey is fighting. Yeah, is up there with. Um, with you know, with like a Michael Bay Transformers or something, you know, he's working with digital stuff and he's cutting around it, and you're getting the sense of oh, there's a there's a furious fight taking yeah, okay. place he's with worked, these so big he, robots. He worked with this uh, CGI team, I think they're called Mister X. I saw their PR yeah. release about it, and they were very proud of the work, talking about <laughs> how it's changing film and stuff like oh, that. On this film, yeah, on this film, changing film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were changing. This was going to be a big. Um, move step forward for film. Was there something in particular that they uh, were working on? That I mean, it was a about? PR release. You know, every mm. PR release talks about things yeah, like yeah. they're yeah. amazing. So was there CGI in that fight scene? Do I you think, think. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the point. Seamlessly cut in. Yeah. Because I did. I didn't notice. I, I was like, they're, they're genuinely. Apparently, yeah. Doing apparently, it. he had a CGI stunt double. Really? really? Sort of, yeah. Oh. Whatever that means. I don't know how much of it was used. I mean, maybe it was just like the bits where. He was clinging onto the helicopter from those yeah. long shots. You can that see was obviously the, the trapeze. There was definitely a CGI yes, stuff was pretty, going on. <laughs> that was pretty dodgy. Like someone had paused it and then um, spun it around slowly in MS <laughs> yeah. Paint. Yes. <laughs> and then pointed the camera at the screen of the computer as they were doing that. Yeah, it's those moments that you can tell that their that this that their budget didn't quite. Yeah. They're they're. Mm. they're uh, Telling stories beyond their means. But it's very a, ambitious. It's yeah. a great ambitious. Um, stepping stone between, you know, pre-9-11 and then the weird sort of post-9-11, pre-COVID-19 mm. period, mm. which was the transition from um, real-life primates in film. And that middle mm. scene was the transition to CGI. And now I think in the post-COVID world, chimps, the last chimp ever on film has already happened. So there'll never be live wow. chimps on film again. Erica from NAPSA. In really? America uh, was telling us about so that. So you, your episode. podcast sort of bridged that that moment. Yeah, um, there's what a, a documentary coming out. Uh, I think it was scheduled for this year about the last chimp in Hollywood. Mm. And now, yeah, now it's all Andy Circus types, uh, or you know, the great work by Mister X or whoever it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of cool because yeah, it's it's the weird troubling thing about watching these films is knowing the inherent cruelty of it. Yeah. But there and is speaking of inherent end, cruelty, it's, it's, can I just say that at the end, all the bad guys obviously get killed again. Yes. Yeah. They are they unable explode. to escape from the there exploding is. mountain or the ensuing avalanche. Richard, Richard Kind Kahn. is dead. Uh, Hugo <laughs> is dead. Um, and all the henchmen who were previously just knocked unconscious by the, by the chimp are now dead. Yes. And... And who who knows who else is there? There's probably you know there's a, there'd be a cafeteria in there. Yeah, yeah. all the hospitality staff's yes, dead, indeed. which you know our man Mister Muggins couldn't care less about because they're subhuman to him. <laughs> the hospitality workers. Muggins here. Muggins. Yeah, Richard Kind definitely dies, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, definitely dies. Oh, yeah. but, he's got, but but henchman gets out. Henchman gets out. There is this whole scene now because obviously he's like, I've always had this idea of getting a chimp on a snowboard. Yeah, so there is a, a longish chase scene on where. Uh, Julia Roberts's mm, niece, niece and Minky are on. I didn't know they were related. That's uh, but, that yeah. changes everything. If you watch it again, you'll you'll notice mm. it for sure. And uh, but the very end of the film is clearly a setup for a sequel. So they're thinking this is a big well, hit. 
Well, in a very, very broad sense, yeah. it's a setup to <laughs> a sequel. Or maybe it's a sequel, a sequel in your mind. You know, nor it's it's he's left it so wide because normally the president would call up and say, "I need you in," you know, um, Dubai, yeah. yeah, or something like that. But it literally is the president calls up and says, "I need you yeah. for a thing." Yeah, and that—that's you know—he doesn't want to paint himself into a corner because the he never knows what the chip's going to do in the next film, president, and he's going to have to make a story from it. The president is played by the top billed actor in the film. Mm. Uh, what's his name? Barry Boskins or something? Yeah, yeah. Bostick. Bos, yeah, Bostick. Uh, so he—he's the first. He, yeah. He's on for the last thirty seconds of the yeah. film, and he is the number I, one credited. I, I, when, I, when I saw him credited first, day, I was like, "Did I miss him at the start?" Yeah, I was wondering <laughs> that too. But that was all also because he's the mayor in Spin City. Mm. Richard Kind is like the one of his idiot workers. Yeah. That made me think there's a connection here between the Vince world and mm. the Spin City world. Oh, yeah. It's all part of a Surely. shared universe. Spin-siverse. Yeah. Mm. Maybe. Mm, well. Here he is, the, the president calling in. Uh, On the watch there. Yeah, from, from the White House. Uh, Before the war. And, you know, that's, that's, that's the performances of, of a president that you would get in a real film. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. But no, I think he's very good, and that's why yeah. he was top credited. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a, it was a very good. And there we of, are. It's over, and that's the end of. Yeah, it's a. I don't know what. Done. So we normally give it a banana score. What kind of? How many are you giving it? How big's your bunch for starters, Evan? It's hard and to then, find a point of reference, isn't it? Well, um, you have seen MXP, the film he, the chimp film he made you after. You know what? This is better than MXP. I can't remember what I gave MXP as a banana score, but um, but this was a better film. Yeah, which to me makes it worse. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know because it's just it's so it pr- ends up being pretty bland. Yeah. All the Vinceness, yeah, the character. Where's a lot the... of the Vince has been taken out yeah. of. Yeah, by big big budget. He probably maybe it was just because normally I imagine he's like we got to cut together something from what we've got, <laughs> and we got a deadline that is coming at us quick. And this one, I reckon, he had more time. Yeah, there were probably reshoots. The classic case of just he's got too much money. Yeah, he got his 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 actors were passable. Yeah. Mm. Um, which is not normally the case. Yeah, I he really was forced to think about various scenes and <laughs> and and the and the, and the plot and the way it came together. And mm. don't you think this was a great chance to to repay some of the favors, like the dirty? I would have loved yeah, right. to see the, 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 president. the snooty Dean back. Yes, he would have been he perfect. Been or as the Richard Kind character. Yeah, he I actually been. think in some ways he might have been better mm. for that role. And it would have been something meaty for him to, yeah. to work with. He's absolutely up to Because he, he goes all in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then a little bit extra. You know what I wanted to see in this film? I just wanted one scene where water is obviously, or liquid is obviously <laughs> splashed on somebody, and then you don't see it hit them. <laughs> and it's strategically cut around because they didn't have a second pair of pants. That, for me, is his calling card. Yeah. And... The fact that the Hollywood machine yeah. forced him to cut that out. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah it's a sellout it moment for sure. It is. And Dude, so where do you It's just sad to finish on such a down note. Let's let's see what you give it in terms of a score. I think in a way I want to give it zero out of infinity bananas. <laughs> because it disappointed me on every level. Yeah. In that it wasn't a good film. Mm. But it wasn't a Vince film. Yeah, and and which so is, which, and the Vince film, like we already said, you can't you can't even categorize. You as can't good or bad. exactly. So I can't I can't conclude other than that it failed 
on levels that I didn't even previously know existed. Yeah. And and that yeah, that's that's all I'm left with. And also amazingly all of what we talked about happened in an hour and 20 minutes. Which felt long. It yeah. felt a, like a really long time. <laughs> I, when I, in fact, when I saw the runtime at the start, I was like, oh, God, that's so long. <laughs> to me, it zoomed by quicker than MXP. Yeah, yeah I thought it did zoom by quicker. Um, this is another reason why, you know, it didn't feel like I'd achieved anything. Mm. I hadn't even sat through it. <laughs> well, I you hadn't suffered. I hadn't suffered through it. Yeah. Vin suffers for his art. I don't know if he suffered through this. Yeah. I think a few more scenes like that hitting on the head with the coconut scene. Mm. Yeah. Which I, I suspect, I suspect might have been the only scene that Vince was actually there for. He fought for that, right? He fought for <laughs> yeah. that. Like, and I don't it's know, I don't know what's happening, but I don't know if Anna McRoberts or something is sort of pushing him out behind the scenes. Or they've just bought the name. Bought the name, exactly, <laughs> which is what you want. Mm. And, um, and, then, and then they're just defiling a legacy. Zero mm. out of infinity. Yes. I mean, what do you what do you say? Oh look, I would give it I think maybe Because they're ripe bananas as well. They would have been delicious. Yeah. <laughs> what a that's the cruelest possible yeah. score. The potential. Um I look, I I reckon two out of five bananas. I reckon kids would really enjoy this. I'm trying, trying to think about it objectively and separate would. to who it's actually so. aimed for. Yeah. 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 I think this is it's certainly not a good film, but there's enough there's enough, you know. Color and sound to uh, to. There's a lot of color and sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, to to really and and kids, you know, probably would would look past some of the yeah. you know the the racist stuff or the. Uh, I have a secret ambition to write, rewrite this film, <laughs> in full. Yeah. Okay. As a, as a full screenplay, uh, you know, and just see if I could do it better. Yeah. And then maybe for the 200th episode of Primates. Um, We'll do a live reading of it. Oh, okay, great. that would be amazing. <laughs> if you once you have that full script ready, I will commit to doing another hundred episodes. <laughs> okay, so we reach that two hundred. That's a good. That's a good uh, incentive. <laughs> um, so there's yeah, a, a the only positive review that is featured on Rotten Tomatoes. I'd say I'd give it. You know, I think I normally give it out of seven. I'd say probably two out of seven. Mm. And um, you know, it's. This it's something, but it's yes. also nothing. Yes, yes. And I don't know how he does it, but Vince always <laughs> seems to achieve something Look at that like line. that. The only positive one is two out of four. Whoa! That's uh, the, and it it comes from Susan Walker of the Toronto Star, so maybe a little bit of national mm. pride here, because mm. Vince is a Canadian icon. Icon. Um, yeah. Susan writes. I mean, why don't we make films like this in Australia? I don't know. We make. Kids' TV shows really well. Yeah. yeah. Why hasn't why haven't we made the leap to film? Maybe just because we don't have a Vince. Right. <laughs> yeah, we don't have well, the Maybe vision. that's what you could be doing here. Maybe I maybe I could. And you you have made I also <laughs> Stupid Old Studios presents it's yeah, a bit of fun. Mm. We they do. Want, they want us to wrap up the show. <laughs> I love a subtle hint like that. <laughs> I don't know if that's what that was. Uh and Yeah. Oh, is this is it all over? Is this, is this stream finished? Uh, they're getting it back up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I might have to go. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> it feels like a pretty brutal way to fin finish. Will we still be recording in any sense for the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Oh, this will still be recording audio now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great, oh, great. Oh well, let's wrap up the podcast. <laughs> 
our live viewers are. Um, it'll still be recording the audio now. We, yeah, no, and we're still. I think we're still live to. Um, live now. Here we go. Yay! Hey. Sorry about the uh, technical difficulties. Welcome back. This is actually the first time we've done this on the new system. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, Andy's got to jump out in a second. Yeah. So, um, any final thoughts before you go? And then Evan. Oh, and I, I mean, I wrote down so much stuff. So I really <laughs> thought it's funny. I'm like, I, I we should have jumped in sooner. I thought <laughs> we wouldn't have an hour and a half to talk about <laughs> this, but we've talked about it for an hour and a half. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think, you know, in a, I, I had a note that the CGI drill was a metaphor for creativity. Um, and, and, you know, and, and the power that's deep within the Earth's core is, is the CGI future, you know, that Vince himself is tempted by and is tapping into, but that will destroy the Vinceiverse, you know, the Vince universe by, by its very, its intoxicating power. You know, it's too much. For someone like Vince, a man who wants to make films with animals in them, the idea that you could CGI them and make them do anything they want is is too much yeah, power for someone like is. that. Like he is, he does become like a Sauron type character, drunk and mad with his this new ability to shape the world according to his whims. And I think if you were to look at his more recent films, that's that's where they've gone. Yes, you know, and it's it's tragic. Yeah, he's lost to who he mm. is. Yeah, um, I bet we'll always have the MVP trilogy. Mm, yeah, mm. I really hope he doesn't come back and George Lucas style, <laughs> yeah, redo any of the effects, make all of a sudden Jack's mm. a talking chimp. Yeah, which you know, knowing sure who he's thought about it, become yeah, yeah, I'm sure he has thought about it. <laughs> well, not knowing because we haven't seen any of them. <laughs> I've only watched the trailer for uh, Pop Stars, right? International, I believe. Oh yeah. Before we wrap up, of course, Evan, we've got to um, thank a few of our Patreon supporters. Or do you want to quickly do one final DNA section? Because some sort of uh, scientist, Andy Matthews. Oh, yeah. He, he's just him. stepped out of the building. Um, but he'll be back for the farewell to the show, I'm sure, because he's, he's got the final words, which is a huge honour, of course. Yeah. Um, but uh, he did say in the first episode, technically the second episode, um, that humans and chimps share about 99% DNA. Yeah. How much of yourself do you see in the character of Minky the chimp? Um, I, oh, it can't be very much. It's got to be like 30% or something. I, I don't have any of the, the skills. I've got, I think I've got the passion for gadgets that he has. Yeah. Um, he's got some really cool stuff in the film. Um, I also have a smartwatch. Yes. I'm wearing it right at the moment. But, uh, yeah, I mean, in 2003, that would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah, impressive stuff. Especially because the screen on the watch went slightly outside the screen on the watch. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like a holographic It was sort like of a, a hologra holograph, but not so much that it, it was just like it just gone outside the border of what it would have been. Yeah. If it was just on the screen yeah, of the watch. Which is impressive technology. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got a, maybe 30%. 30%, yeah. I think I, I see myself as about um, 69%, I'd say, okay. um, which is a nice amount yeah. um, in a lot of ways. <laughs> uh, the gadgets I like, but I don't understand. So there's a, okay. a plus and a, subtra a subtraction all in one. Yep. Uh, I like his, his fight, his feistiness. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, it's really aspirational. Yeah. In reality, I'd be a much lower number, <laughs> 5 10%. Um, but yeah, I, w I would love to be that high, uh, as high as Minky on mm. the vertical primate scale that he climbs. Um, now, I'd love to thank a few patrons. These are patron supporters who support us 
here at Primates, but also on the Do Go On podcast, mm-hmm. the Listen Now podcast, and which will be coming back like in the next week or two. Oh, that's exciting. My cousin Sam. And also the, what's the other one? Book Cheat with Dave Warnicky, the book Chook. Yeah. Uh, which is one of my favorite podcasts. Um, I listen to it to help me get to sleep. And that seems mean, but it's just, I find it so soothing. Yeah. Uh, I love hearing Dave talk. The problem with it is, like last night, I listen to it as I'm going to sleep, but I end up just being awake for another two hours because they often are long episodes. But um, you can support the show and those at patreon.com slash do go on pod. And uh, one of the rewards is I'll give you a shout out on this show. And the last four people to um, ask for a shout out happen to be these ones I'm about to read out now. Makes sense. (laughs) Firstly, this is Ben Lewis. If you want to... Oh, did he? Did they suggest a? Uh... Yeah, so I haven't read them to be honest, oh. but I assume they have. So for the people watching the live stream, maybe you can pull up some pictures. Uh, the first one's from Ben Lewis, who writes, "My favorite primate has to be Evan." Oh, oh. <laughs> pull up a picture of Evan I... having the courage. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not paying attention. I just had to Google into Google. Uh... <laughs> uh, well, he, you're his favorite primate because you have the courage to speak the bold truth about Andy from Toy Story. Also, for his solidarity mm. while hosting Gamey Gamey Game, the show about gamey meets. Yes. He says, I feel sorry for him. <laughs> so, for his solidarity while hosting Gamey Gamey Game, okay. I feel sorry for him. Yeah, Why does okay. he feel sorry for you? I don't know. This I, is um, a misconception about you on Gaming Game. Because, because I get picked on a lot. You get picked on, but that is how you've designed the show. That is the uh, Yeah, that is part you of the... You pick the guests. <laughs> you, you edit the show. I yes. assume that's how you want it to be. Yeah, it is very much. Um, so Ben, uh, you don't need to feel sorry for him. Hopefully, just enjoy the show. That, um, I think that's really what Evan would want. Yeah, I don't want to put words into his mouth. Move your mouth, and I'll <laughs> talk. That's what I would want. Yeah, great, <laughs> Ben. Thank you so much, Ben. Uh, this one's from Benjamin Bush. Another Ben. Writing. My favorite primate is Curious George. Oh, can you get Curious oh, George? Yeah. Up? That's one that I. Not super Did you do an episode of No. Evan? Uh, but in the next hundred, if we come back for another season, maybe we'll do it. Yeah, then. of course. If Andy ever writes that, um, that screenplay. <laughs> Benjamin writes, for the past three years, I've read the big yellow books to my son about the rambunctious monkey and his friend, the man in the yellow hat, followed by a few loving verses of a decreasing number of monkeys jumping on the bed. Oh, I know that's there are ten little monkeys are jumping on the bed. Yeah. A ten little monkeys jumping on the bed. Jumping it up a bit there. One little monkey accidentally said, curious, I'm George. going over here for a bit now. Very cute. Yeah. Okay. It's cute, cute. He does look curious. Thanks yeah. so much, Benjamin. Um, yeah, we'll do an episode. If we ever do an, another season of this, we'll do an episode on Curious George and the man in the yellow hat who sounds scary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd also have to thank Roger Quick. Who writes, hello primates. I have to say my favorite primates are the Ozaru or great apes from the Dragon Ball franchise. Oh. I did do an episode on them. Uh, the concept is so ridiculous that it becomes awesome. Why would aliens turn into giant apes under moonlight? Because it's cool. No other reason needed. Yeah. Also, if this happens to be getting a getting fruity episode, mark me down for clementines. Oh, it's a clementine. Is that a kind of fruit? Yeah, that's a, I've not heard it's of an that. orange or a, it's sort of like an, some sort of orange, I think. Can you get a picture of a clementine up? <laughs> clementine, all right. Uh, hopefully, I'll do more episodes of getting through. Clementine Ford? Sometime soon. No, uh, look up. Yeah, there we go. Hey. 
Thank you so much, Roger Quick. Great、uh, suggestion. And finally, this one comes from Chris with a K, who wrote. Who wrote and writes? I know you're going on hiatus soon, very soon, Chris. Actually,、I、hope <laughs> you put one out whenever a big ape event happens in your life, like Kong versus Godzilla, or God forbid, your genitals are ever ripped off by a chimp. You honestly, Chris, if a, if, <laughs> if a chimp ever rips off my genitals before even calling an ambulance, <laughs> I will be running, not walking, to the stupid old studios podcast studio. I'll get Evan on the blower if he's available. I'll do、yep. it. But if not, I'll record solo. I'll get a podcast out. <laughs>、um, the podcast won't finish with the classic primates theme. It'll finish with the siren of an ambulance coming to pick me up. You can <laughs> after you've passed out. My words、uh, after I've passed out.、Yeah. As we always say <laughs> here on Primates Podcast,、uh, he goes on to say, "I'm partial to Gibbons because of that incredible brach <laughs> brach brachiation." Bracket swinging. Why not just say swinging? I <laughs>、uh, do you want to pull up a Gibbon. I love Gibbons.、Oh, love They look like a, a real world world version of a cartoon ninja or Spider Man. If you can get one swinging, even better.、Uh, check out a YouTube video of one of them messing with tiger cubs because it knows it's quicker than them. Attenborough said in a voiceover that they swing so fast they can snatch birds in flight. Whoa! Saw a young one in Chicago put in a、uh, put a bucket on its head、mm-hmm. and run around. And one in LA peed on my wife's arm. Okay,、so、many beautiful memories. There's a lot of memories about. Thank you so much for sharing. Aren't they so cool looking? They're really cool. Yeah, I love Gibbons. Obviously, that's a that's a Gibbon. <laughs> anyway,、um, thanks so much for joining. Thank us, you、Andy. so much for allowing me、Maybe、to be、we'll、here for all you know, to, and to come along on the journey and listen to so much of the show. And as some sort of a scientist,、um, I'd just like to say that you're all 100% chimp. <laughs> Thank you and, so much, Andy.、Uh, um, but thank you so much for joining us, Evan Munro Smith. As always, thank you so much for being my trusty sidekick and second、mm, banana、always. through some of these hundred、yes, episodes. Always, sometimes. And、uh, Andy, thank you so much. People should definitely check out Magma if they're fascinated in the work of. Yeah, there'll,、uh, there'll be a, a, a film version of that going up sometime at the end of the month. Yeah, on sospresidents.com. Yep.、Uh, but as we always say here at Primates Podcast, Andy,、uh, you know, just thanks so much for listening. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting dot com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's up to you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to eighty nine percent off USPS and UPS rates, and with the Stamps dot com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no brainer decision as over one million other businesses with Stamps dot com. Sign up with code Program for a four week trial. 
plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.